tonight is Mama K. Hey, everybody. And tonight we are doing American fiction. American mm. fiction, something much more uplifting than we we did the 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 children uh, slaves movie, and then we did the uh, Holocaust movie, <laughs> and we're taking it nice and easy with some good old fashioned institutional racism. So, uh, American fiction. Did you yeah. know uh, anything about this going in, Mama K? I did have to read on it. Um, I mean, I knew it had Jeffrey Wright in it. That's literally all I knew. So I knew it has had potential. Jeffrey Wright, always a big, big fan. I was, yeah. uh, I was excited to see this. It's up for our Oscars, I know, but uh, I had not heard about this earlier on. I did, I basically heard about this when we got back from our trip, beginning of January. I'm like, oh, American fiction, actually getting, getting things talked about, and like I had, yeah. I had not heard about this at all. But uh, Monk is a frustrated novelist who's fed up with the establishment that profits from black entertainment that relies on tired and offensive tropes. To prove his point, he uses a pen name to write an outlandish black book of his own, a book that propels him to the heart of hypocrisy and the madness uh, he claims to disdain. This has a 94% of Rotten Tomatoes with the critics, but a 95 with the audience. So audience beat the critics in liking this, mm. I suppose. 81 Metacritic, 7.8 IMDb. Where can you go wrong? Not a lot of places, it seems. So no. if you have any interest, American fiction in theaters. Now, uh, any other things to know? Jeffrey Wright, Sterling K. Brown, Issa Rae, Tracy Ellis Ross, Leslie Huggins, Eric yeah. Alexander. Cord Jefferson, directorial debut. It's a writer. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> interesting uh, for a directorial debut. Interesting that, yeah, like nothing else, basically. So. Yeah. So, we're going to talk about all that in spoilers. And uh, we're going to do that now. So, Monk, Jeffrey Wright, the the quintessential Jeffrey Wright character. A, a <laughs> perhaps the, the most Jeffrey Wright character I have ever seen. He's a highly intelligent uh, black man, uh, upper class writer and professor in L.A., uh, and his books receive academic praise, but they are not uh, commercially successful. Uh, he feels that uh, all the attention is soaked up by books that uh, are, are pandering to stereotypes. Uh, his books, are, on the other hand, are considered not black enough by the uh, by the establishment uh and he is uh he's put on temporary leave uh due to his brashness with the students at the beginning of the film goes back and we learn about his family uh his mother agnes uh he has a strange brother who comes in and out and he's got a sister lisa who he's catching up with she's a doctor and uh, uh abruptly at the beginning of the movie lisa passes away passes yeah. away in the first 15 20 minutes i mean what we know we're spoilers but this yeah. is Kind of the inciting incident. Uh, they they kill Tracy Ellis Ross immediately. Uh, so <laughs> that's what so, makes the movie go. That is that's the inciting incident because otherwise it would just be you know the general characters with their um, with their nature. But this right. this is what brings the estranged brother back together. We see we we learn why he's estranged. Uh, we we are introduced to other characters like John Ortiz's character, who's the um, <laughs> the publisher, the the publisher buddy of of Monk, who is uh, Cl- or uh, not his publicist, right? Sort of. Yeah, Arthur, who is yeah. like you know would really like uh, him to make a commercially successful book because you know that's he's criti- critically successful, not commercial. Commercially successful. Mm-hmm. Speaking of is Issa Rae's character, Sintara Golden, who made a book called what is what is the title of that book? Wee's- oh, it's. Wee's lives. Wee's lives in the ghetto, and yeah. um, and it's uh, it's all, <clears throat> it's it's he, uh, Monk accuses it of being poverty porn, you know. So it's just um, 
<laughs> all the stuff that he he's not a fan of uh, being seen as the black experience because uh, it's not it's not his experience. Anyway, the 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 movie revolves around him uh, uh, working with his family issues. The mom's got Alzheimer's disease. He has a love interest, a neighbor across the street. Learn about her. Coraline, yes, and uh, and the I guess the second thing that happens after the the sister dies is he writes he writes a book he writes a book uh, that he's like oh, you want a black experience well I'll give, I'm gonna give you a black experience kind of thing and he writes thinks something called my pathology although he changes it to my my pathology because you gotta get that a a v e in there and uh, he he pens it by Stagar Lee little joke. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to just send this in. It's a piece of crap. This is what everyone likes, right? And it turns out it is true. That is what everyone <laughs> likes. He's offered a bunch of money, deals. And so now he's he's thrust into all this stuff going on. So that's mm. what's happening in American fiction. Lots that's of, lots, of, lots of stuff going on. What did you think of American fiction, Mama Kay? I mean, Jeffrey Wright is magical in this movie. Every just his body language alone like i don't even know that he would have to say anything in this movie and i would totally know who this character is he is a stilted stiffness about him uh that you would expect from a you know a faculty person although he seems mm-hmm. you know he seems to have to use to be faculty with disdain because he you know his students his students want to be woke and he has no interest in that he just wants to be real so you know when he's when he's sort of let go from that and he figures out that he can write this book and it seems to come really easily and quickly to him because i because like you said it's just not there's nothing scholarly about it um but when no, he goes it's, to it's pulp to him he just, uh, I, can just totally I can write this pulp. in one day and he, he kind of right. does and, but yeah. yeah and the way they show it to us is great because he's sitting in his little office writing the book and as he's <laughs> writing the book the character the two main characters in his book are playing it out in front of him and it's really fun to see i think that that's a really uh sort of it's a fun scene where you know the characters are all of a sudden like is that what I would say? Would I say that? Or would I say this? Or would I do this? Um, and it just, it's better than just him thinking it in his head or, you know, somebody reading it in the book after it's been written. This is a more, it's a clever way to uh, bring the characters in his book to life. Yeah, um, good technique. Yeah. I think the only beef I have with this, I, I think it's a really clean film. I think it's, I think it's funny. I think it's poignant. I think it's, uh, personal. Um, the story, it's a family story. This is just what happens to families in general that they're, you know, most families are not the Norman Rockwell family that you see. Um, the difference is, is that we usually see this from a different perspective, from like, from a white perspective. We don't see, these people are all well-educated. They all have good jobs. They all aspire to really great things. And they're, and, and it looks like it's been sort of generational wealth. And so you don't see it typically from a black perspective. Um, and I, you, I don't even feel like that's what I was watching, even though that was a real evident part of the movie. I mean, totally, obviously important to the film, mm. but, um, yeah, I don't even know where to go with it because there's so much, there's, it's, his character is so great. Everybody plays their character really well. We don't get a lot of Issa Rae, obviously, because she's, um, 
gone. You've got Leslie Uggams, who's you know playing the mom, and she's hey, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross is gone. We get we get we get some Issa oh, sorry, Rae yeah, throughout. Tracy Ellis Ross. Yeah, we do we do get some Issa Rae. The only I think the only sort of nitpick I have with this movie is that he you know really looks down on uh, Centara for writing this book um, that's pandering to the community and when he writes his she defends she defends her book even though i think she and the way that she defends it is just by saying you know i i went through hours and hours and hours of research doing this whereas he wrote the same book in one night yeah i like i like her her defense of her book against his like it's basically saying like just like just because something's poverty porn doesn't mean it doesn't take like there could be good poverty porn like there could be good well researched put in time to learn people's stories and and it has an audience so like what you're gonna you're gonna not make something because it has an audience you wouldn't make something because it doesn't have an audience if you're an artist if if you claim to be so (laughs) like but jeffrey wright's character did though monk that's what he just kept doing writing stuff just, that nobody wanted to read and yeah like you could like you could write things that are honest and get no views and you can also write things that are honest and get plenty of views. like one of my favorite movies of all time is, is poverty porn beast of southern wild we talked about it it's like, mm-hmm. like there's good poignant like you know uh growing up in these streets and it's yeah it's tough out here and you got all the, the things against you but you gotta hustle and make your like I, that, yeah that's there's good versions of that movie plenty of them but i i uh I think I think she her character defends it well with like she sees through his book as hollow because it is hollow. It is written by he he wrote it in one night and didn't care about it. Where like I guess like it might serve the same audience, but a discerning right. a discerning reader would know the difference. I guess is is the point. But how are I don't I don't feel like how, we're how are we how do we know that? It's like the only two people that are in the know on that are Monk and Centara. Do you know what I mean? Everybody else, even all the critics that are around, know everyone's buying into this on both sides. They see those books as equal. Believe like the critics, the critics will buy always buy into the poverty porn because it's right. primarily white people as the implication here. It's the three other white critics, and then it's the two of them who are like, right. I, I don't see it. Like I don't like I, it's it's fine. It's like, but what? I, like it's just a bunch of crap. It's there's not really a, or the soulless. I like the word that she used. Like. It's like it's got a bunch of pieces, but like there's no like thing behind it, and it's like oh, no, of course there's no thing. It's it is soulless. And, like that, a, a, a real writer would be able to recognize that. Where the other professors, like because it's a black book, they kind of turn off their literary mind. They're like, oh, it's got the things in a black book, so right, uh, powerful, moving, and and calling it fuck bold, amazing. You know, like <laughs> that like, was they, they, a great like, scene. <laughs> They're they're not a di- like they are not the discerning audience where like I, it's no. like um like you can make a big commercial movie and still tell a, a personal story it doesn't have to be your story like you can tell big stories that are not your story if you're a good creator of things and right so, I don't know if we I meant to start there but um, <laughs> we started sort of at the end or at the three quarter mark. Something like yeah, that. but you could start in so many places because there's every every scene's got something to to chew on. Like every all the it bits does. have things to chew on. Yeah. The family the family drama I, I like is um I wish I, I so the dad the dad kills himself we we don't know we don't even know until, him yeah yeah we don't know the character at all two thirds in we find out through through Sterling K Brown's character that he killed himself because he's like. Uh, dad never even knew I was gay or it was something like that. Pretty sure that's right. how we find out. 
I, like, do we get any indication, like, what, like, I know they're obviously, we're a high-achieving family, but why, or what? No, I don't even yeah. know, like, what the beginning, but the house that they were living in was generational. Like, it was not even her, or his parents' house. It was his right. grandparents' house. So, and this, this house that we're talking about is, like, I don't know, it's on the Cape, maybe? On, you know, or, or Martha's Vineyard or something. I Probably the it's Cape, in Boston, considering they're in Boston. Yeah. yeah. But it's on the ocean and right. it's a, it's, you know. It's a very it's, expensive house. Millions of dollars It's an expensive house. house. It's not, you know, crazy. It's more like a, one of the older camp kind of houses that they have out there. But yeah, nowadays that's a $10 million house without being fixed up, you know. So, um, yeah, we don't really know what their deal with the, how that happened. Um, but it, there are pieces that definitely, you know, obviously rock the family because, you know, they talk about the dad and how the dad was having an affair, having affairs. And the thing is, is that uh, Monk apparently is just like his dad and never saw any of that happening. Whereas his sister, brother and mother all knew, you know, the dark underbelly of. Yeah, maybe of that's why, maybe that's why I'm trying to, but because we're getting this from Monk's perspective, because like it's, he's like, oh, yes. well, I don't, I never understood why. The yeah, we're dad, finding out just like he is. And they're all like, you know, you're a lot like him, right? Like, and they're like, and like, you're the only <laughs> like one right now, what you're doing, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> like dad. you're being how dad was, like, yeah. Which it's just interesting. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of piecing it more together now, but uh, yeah, huh. and it's not like he uh, is taking that sort of badly, but. No, he's, he almost he a, seems to like have the most reverence for who he the, yes. the guy was because like, because right, like Sterling K Brown obviously not because dad didn't like his he's gay so, and then mom didn't seem to like that either so that's that's already right. there and then the sister I mean we we kill her so we don't know <laughs> we 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 have one conversation over lunch uh, where we try to learn some family history and it just sounds like it was. Not they were not all close. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright was closed off, and the other guy ran away. So it sounded like she was left without without family, and then she and then she dies at the table. Like, well, yeah, <laughs> right and she there. was she was left as the daughter, basically taking care of the mom in the or what we understand at the beginning to be early stages of Alzheimer's, but it really escalate escalates pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. So once she's gone, once um, her character is gone. Then they have to figure out, you know, just like families do, you have to figure out what to do when, you know, your parents fall ill or, you know, when you have, when your father kills himself. Do we even know why that happened? Well, that's what I was saying earlier. I don't know why he killed himself. Because, like, part, like, there's two, not two, there's a bunch of things going on here. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like, uh, what what do we do? Dream scenario recently in that it's, Mm -hmm. it's got so many ideas going and this, every scene is like a good scene where it's like almost hard to like, it's, it's like almost sprinting ahead and stumbling over itself with all its ideas and, and, uh, its pathways. But if we go, cause like part of it's the family drama and part of it is the, I don't feel, am I black enough? I don't feel black enough. Is is being black only violence and getting killed by the police and drugs? And like, remember they, they have the, well, it got one of the biggest laughs in our very full audience. I saw this with, I don't know, probably like 40 or 50 other people in there. Oh, in wow. a small, small, it was a small theater because I think they were like, oh, American fiction, not going to be a popular movie. It's packed where we was, packed, packed in, in our place. And uh, lots of big laughs when it's, 
and we now return to b- the Black History Month, selling celebrating right. excellence in Black yes. history, and it's just showing black people getting shot over and over again, <laughs> like, right. like, and it's just so. That's like one of the first Jeffrey Wright moments we get, where we like it just it shows him, and he's just oh come on, yeah. man, like he's and he's like when this I say, is not the only black experience that happens, like like Jeffrey Wright has been tr- this this role has been waiting for Jeffrey Wright forever, I'm yeah, because like, because he's he's this kind the guy in a lot of stuff different versions different stages but finally he gets to be the main the main guy as jeffrey as the jeffrey Wright we imagine him as and it's just it's just glorious <laughs> it is he's so good he's just i mean is he you have up to... for best actor for this like he's gotta be right because oh is, i hope so. i think he and sterling wonderful. k brown are both up he's oh, up he, okay for... he's really good in this too but yeah i think he's up for a best um supporting actor i'm looking it up while you're talking but okay yeah because i mean sterling k brown is good in this i think they all have you know all the roles are perfectly done they have a housekeeper they're both both up for it the housekeeper's name oh it escapes me oh i forgot that's another thread going is it's another housekeeper and like yeah he's like the local sheriff or whatever yeah. or, or he's like a like they they at first i'm like oh is that like a throwaway joke so we can get it because later on the mom goes missing and the guy the sheriff is already in the house like what's going on and you're like whoa that's like kind of like a, why is the sheriff then, in the house yeah but then they like set it up earlier like oh like him and the and the housekeeper have a thing i thought right. that was just like something where like that was in the story and he like kind of retrofit it to fit make it fit and then i'm like oh right. but no that, that becomes a, another plot point because they have a wedding and they, they go to that beach house uh, for right. like they find the brother there so it's like a whole planted thing <laughs> but the whole reason it happens i mean we've, it's hard to talk about because it's it, in the end we find out something that the, that i think the whole that's the whole reason all these little pieces are happening and why they're also like perfectly fleshed out on their own and then stuck into this movie and you're like i could watch a movie about what's going on with the housekeeper and the sheriff i could watch a movie mm-hmm. that's you know how what is happening with sterling Kane brown's character it's he's obviously you know i mean that's in the in the movie he's uh he wasn't out and he was married and he has kids and now he's divorced because his wife caught him with a man so now but now he's firmly out but he is also driving himself toward destruction you know he's uh yeah he's just he's having casual sex with people and doing loads of drugs uh he's a doctor right he's a uh, plastic surgeon i believe plastic so. surgeon yeah so he has access to some good stuff and obviously mm-hmm. some illegal stuff um but that's a that's a whole part that you could just go off on and watch that movie on its own as well um and then it almost makes the Coraline monk relationship like not on not quite on the same level as those other things that are happening. No, it's like the fourth most interesting storyline. Yeah, like the, yeah. that's the only problem because like you have because you have Monk's book, you've got Monk and Coraline, you've got the the larger the larger uh, white academia. I'm not black enough. That's like I guess not Centara. Not that's all encompassed in that storyline. Arthur, right. the brother storyline. Right. So and then and then housekeeper and and and, uh, and, <laughs> and sheriff, co- and sheriff. I, I I don't remember their character names, but they they have their own. So you got you got a lot of things to balance, and that's the thing is like I we're we're kind of hard to pull it all together right now. 
but I think the sum of its parts actually all kind of work together, come yeah. to a good conclusion. The, the end of this movie is actually very good. Like it's it's. I'm watching this. I'm like, I don't know how you're gonna really satisfyingly end. Like it's gonna be schmaltzy. Or, and in, like, it's in the beginning, they didn't satisfyingly end it. No, like, they they <laughs> kind of did the, the. Again, they made the really a great ending. I love. I we'll, we'll, we'll save it for the last couple of yeah, minutes. But like yeah, they yeah. really did all of the right all of the right moves. All to of get the us Jeffrey there. Wright moves to get us there. All the Jeffrey Wright moves. Some of the yeah. best just like actual scenes is for me was just Monk and Arthur in the office with all the they have to do a series of phone calls with people and they have to just pull pull a like, Monk has to pretend Monk has oh, to pretend right, right. you have to see you get to hear Jeffrey Wright <laughs> Jeffrey Wright do his bl- his black voice. Oh my god, he to- <laughs> he's the worst. I mean, that's he's just and that's <laughs> so beautiful cuz he's just terrible at it. He's terrible at trying to be this convict person that he you know developed who wrote this you know this black exploitation book so stag um, harley i cannot believe that's the just... worst name though they could have i don't you think they could have come up with something better than that i guess uh, it's i like its obviousness and that no one is... calls him on it no one ever makes no one's ever like is that like the reference to the, the, no one ever no, no one they call him stag they it. call him mr lee it's like this is kind of crazy actually it's just know? like is this like i want to change my title fuck but it's like they're just like uh <laughs> is that a cultural thing i don't know I guess right. we just let Stag Arlie do like they're first like they're just so afraid to right. say anything about because he's because he's the convict but it's Jeffrey right. Wright on the phone call and with, yeah and to watch John Ortiz and... giving him yeah. hand or gestures in the background <laughs> yeah I mean that's another movie in itself right there right too that's like a buddy movie right they're like they're perfect together like they're just you know they play off one another so well and watching um, the difference between you know, Jeffrey Wright's monk character and then Stagar Lee, who he has to come up with. It's just not even believable at all, but all of these people are just eating it up. Like, well, he has crazy. to go. It reminded me when I, this actually reminded me of the, the holdovers, weird, weird scenes. Remember yes. the holdovers? There's the King of Beers scene where, where it's like a whole scene in a bar and the whole yes. setup is to get to a joke where the kid says, ah, I'll get you Miller Lite. And then someone says, King of Beers. And like, that's the whole joke is like, it's, there's funny things in it, but that's like the, the, the button the, hook. Right. The, the scene in this, that's that scene is where he beats, um, who is it? Adam Brody. He's going to meet him yeah. to get the, get the deal done. And so he has to not on the phone. Now he has to in person and it's Jeffrey Wright has to be staggerly like, okay, on the phone, whatever you can fake it. But now you're, you're looking like Jeffrey Wright. Right. You have to dress street, which was for him like uh, just a, a plain a t-shirt, t-shirt and some nice, some nice jeans. <laughs> some, I was like, yeah. that's street, Jeffrey Wright. Like, come, like, come on now. That's a criminal. But, this guy's supposed to be a actually wanted criminal, like FBI. He did good criminal. though in that, like, he has sits in the meeting and he acts nervous the whole time. I think yes. that is like, a, like, if I can't act convincingly scary, I will just act nervous because I'm on the run. So just act nervous. Like, that's right. smart. Like, I, li- I like that's a, that's a move. And then the whole button hook joke, he runs out because he hears sirens across the street and his mom's there. He thinks, oh shit, like, something just happened to my mom. Because, like, that's been, she, well, she just was in and out of the hospital at that point, I think, right? Like, because right. of her Alzheimer's. And so, <laughs> and so he thinks, ah, uh, blew the meeting and then of course he gets the call oh no he he, he loved it he thought you were so authentic he you went running as soon as you heard police sirens <laughs> i was like oh man, what an er- what an earned joke what a like a good tw- 15 minutes i had laughs along the way and then you button hook it with that i'm just like what a what a what a taken care of screenplay like what a yeah. well 
I giggled through that whole scene, honestly. Like him just walking in, trying to have street cred with a t-shirt and jeans on. I'm like, in no world that I've ever been in, do you have anything remotely looking like street cred? But because he just nails, I think part of it was his actual nerves, honestly. Um, But he really played it. He really played it. Not not Jeffrey Wright's nerves, but uh, the character that he's yeah, monk's nerves. Yeah, really, really playing it up and. You know, he would say things that just made zero sense. And then the other characters like looks at him for a second and does that whole, just like everybody does. They all think about it for a second. And then all of a sudden they're like in their bright brain, you know, what's happening. They're going, I don't really know what this is, but this must be cool. It's got to be cool. It was was awesome. It was, uh, it felt a bit little curb your enthusiasm to a comedy. A little bit. Yeah. Or like the one person's like acting ro- like so poorly, it comes back around the other way, and it actually makes the person. Oh, I'm convinced now, and because they're ignorant, they're gonna be. Oh well, like I'm really convinced. <laughs> like right, so, of so course impressive they don't know the are. answer to things because they're stupid. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with it. Yeah, no, that that was good. Uh, yeah, I, I can't think of a scene that was like not. Yeah, it was a lot of these were just like it was a lot of really strong scenes all strung together, and most of the plots worked. I guess. Yeah, I wish I would the. The romance, but like when you have a really good comedy and the romance is just in the background, you're just like, uh, like I wanted her to be Centaurus, not their like, fault, cousin or sister or something like that. I wanted it. Uh, to you be needed like... more. It's weird enough already that she's just like the the next their the next door neighbor, and they have a mute meet cute of of dropped groceries. Like they make it as you know, right? I don't know if it's on purpose for it to be cliche like that because we gotta have the button hook later ending, but yeah, yeah. Maybe because if you look at it she, on the surface, a lot of this is just cliche. I said she liked the book. She liked fuck, which yeah, was part of why he got mad. That's the and problem. I I don't understand. I do like small nitpick, but like I don't understand why she would like fuck. There's nothing about her character that makes me think like oh she just likes you know like I don't. I guess I don't really know what kind of book fuck was though. Actually, like I don't actually know what. <laughs> yeah, we're only. I have no idea what that was. <laughs> was yeah. it like uh, was it like a I have no idea what, what what was actually in that book. <laughs> All we saw was two black men fighting, and that's it. That was yeah. We have one scene, but like based on that, I mean, it could be the tone could be anywhere. We have I have no idea if right. what type of book fuck was. Well, I mean, the thing was is even though he wrote it quickly, he's a good writer, so there's a possibility that he actually wrote a good book. Like well, I think it's probably comp- completely competent, like, like right, co- um, cohesive, coherent, like coherent, you can understand. Yeah. I know what these characters are. I know where things are happening. Oh, right. I can write. like, you know, you could, any, not anyone. If you have the discipline to write, you can make any right. quick thing. Like, that's doable. It's just. That could be know. an airplane book. I mean, that's it. That's, sure. you know, that's, that's the. That's and that's part of his was. critique is like, I put so much work in my, and my thoughts and my experiences and my <laughs> black experience. Why, why is my black experience not the black experience that it, it's always the same thing. Wait. And then Issa Rae says, I mean, that, I mean, it doesn't sound like you're mad at black people. It sounds like you're mad at the, 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 the institutions of expectations around you. It sounds like you're mad at, we're not, I'm not the one, I'm not pigeonholing you, monk. I'm, I'm just right. writing my, my books and they're, and they're popular. Your books, you know, they're, they're well received, but they're not, uh, they're not popular. Like, I so. love how the, the scene where he goes into the bookstore, 
Um, oh this yeah, is that's before right. he writes, before he becomes the other character and writes the book, he goes into the bookstore and sees that his books actually are listed with African American fiction, and he is just like, <laughs> I mean, it was African American studies, and he's like, yeah. this is a novel, like this, is like, yeah, this is a novel. <laughs> the way you said that too, this is a novel, and there's and you know the bookstore boy is just like, we do not, you know, we're a chain bookstore we don't choose where the books go and then he the next scene you just see him picking up his stack of books sideways which for some reason is hilarious instead of like it's on much top, funnier one on top of the other he picks it up sideways he has to force like, it he has to, he yeah, has to keep them taught together keep them together it's yeah like an accordion and he's walking through and then you know they're just in the the guy's like they're just gonna put him back in the other section <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, good. Was, I would watch that movie. I, when I finished watching it, I thought I would watch this movie again right now. Which that's not. I don't do a lot of them. No, this is one. I, if it's on streaming, and I told I was like, I can't wait for this to come out on streaming because Nicole didn't see it with me. I'm like, easy watch for Nicole at home. Like yeah. it's a, it's just it's like consistently funny and smart and like not pander. It's not like the book monks hate uh, monk hate. It's not pandering at all. It's it's it's. No. It gives it gives everyone a fair shake too. And I was gonna say, like at the end, like I, it's sneaky, but no one you don't get an answer. You don't get an answer. You don't get an arc really. Like Monk doesn't change really at the end. He's he's had his he's had perspectives of other people, uh, uh, you know, given to him, and maybe he's may I mean maybe he's softened a bit, but he hasn't changed at all. Like he hasn't like oh I was wrong about this per se and nor do the nor is there like a villain that's vanquished and like oh this you were wrong all along per se like no. it's it it's a much more like it, almost inevitable conclusion and this ending this is a great ending i well, i love real ahead. quick before we get to the ending i thought of one more thing that i want to talk about real quick is that and that makes uh that helps to flesh out some of what's going on so he writes he writes this book as a a joke and then when mm. when the publishers are, are you know hounding him over it and they want to make a movie out of it and you know he's like i'm not doing any of this but he is compelled just like other in just like real life he's compelled by the fact that his mother now needs constant care and so he true. does there's this financial reason yeah there's a real big financial reason. so we're not saying i don't want to paint the picture that he does this because oh i'm gonna go ahead and make a, a bazillion dollars on this and now that's fine he really fights it a little bit and then realizes that he actually needs the money there's no other you know outside of selling the house which they talk about there's no and even then apparently there's you know issues with that that it's gonna not really yield a bunch of money um that he has to do this otherwise he can't afford to put his mom into you know, a situation that's good for her and that's, and care that she requires. So that's part, you have to, you know, think about that's part of his character too. That that's no, it is, yeah, I, I do like that point that Monk, like they make it a point that Monk's character does not do it for the money because he wants, he doesn't even like, he wants for the to fame, be, nothing. He wants to be recognized because he really believes in what he's selling. I think yes. like it, it, convincingly he's, he's not just doing it because I want monk to be famous. He wants, he doesn't want black people to be only looked at as like criminals. That's exactly. basically what he wants. He wants, right. he's like black people are, there's all types of black people now. Like, like I'm, <laughs> I'm still a type of a black person too. Like that's, that's all he wants. He's just like, he just wants confirmation that his type of black also counts. As is being is black. a real thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. He just want, he just needs validation that his life is not some like fake thing because he doesn't fit into the box that was prescribed to him. So right. th- that's that's his whole. But the so so fuck does well. He we, we didn't even really mention much. He he takes a spot on a panel to judge a competition, a literary competition as monk. As as Monk, as yeah. himself, not as Stagger Lee. Stagger Lee is a contender in right. the uh, competition. Yes. Uh, but uh, because because of some diversity panel, blah, 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 it's like, oh, that's nice to throw that in there. Not because I'm a qualified person, <laughs> but because right. whatever. That's fine. Yeah, sure, that's fine. And then the only other person confirmed at the time was uh, Centara. So it's it's him and Centara and the, the, the three white professors of, of the varying varieties. And uh, ultimately... We they, the three white professors decide we really need to listen to black voices. Go against the uh, the two black critics and pick right. fuck and pick fuck as the winning book. And so the ending scene that happens in a clue style three ending fashion is uh it's the award ceremony. Stagarly wins, and so Jeffrey Wright goes up to accept the award. And in the in at the first instance of him doing this, it cuts to black right there, and then we cut to him talking to Adam Brody. And we find out, oh, he's made a screenplay uh, based on everything we've seen up to this point. And that's and what the we're ending, watching. And that's what we've been watching. And so he's yeah. like, I don't, I don't know about uh, like this ending. It's, and he's like, Monk's like, oh no, it's ambiguous. I like the thought, like the, yeah, the, the audience has to decide what was said and what did he do? What did the uh, what did the uh, Cor- Carol Coraline think? Like he, it's and he's like, no, this ending sucks. He's like. All right, all right. Well, we could do this, and then we see the next scenario, which is he's the the speech. Uh, Stag Arley, come on up! And instead of going up and accepting the speech, he runs out of the room and he's running home to yeah. to <laughs> to Coraline. <laughs> to Coraline, he does the yeah he does the romantic comedy ending where he runs right. and apologizes because they had a falling out because she liked his his crappy book, right. and so. We do the romantic end, uh, romantic comedy ending, and they're like, ah, oh, no, too much. This is not comedy. a rom com. No, no, that's not what this movie is. And then, so Jeffrey Wright's like, all right, well, uh, well, there's another end. We could just, uh, and then, as you say, we could just, we, we cut back. He's going up to expect the speech, accept the speech, and uh, FBI, SWAT team, all the cops in the world bust down the door. Staggerly, freeze! You're a wanted criminal. Because this whole time, his fake persona, wanted criminal, Staggerly, like right. like dangerous, dangerous criminal. There's even a a a, a feed in bit earlier. Someone comes into John Ortiz's office. Uh, the FBI was calling me because they're right. like looking they're for, and they're like. He's not even a real guy. Right. Exactly. Like, he's not a real guy. What are you going to do? So, uh, it's it's the ending that he didn't want all along. Uh, all the cop... He, oh, he's got a gun! It's his award. It's his award. And he's pulling his award out of his jacket. And all the cops shoot him. And it's very dramatic. And, uh, of course, Adam Brody's like, perfect. Love that ending. <laughs> that's exactly... That's what we were missing. You know, those other two... And the happy ending. No, the ambiguous artistic ending. No, I don't know. But you, you getting shot by the cops... That's yeah, that just feels For some reason, that just feels right. I just yeah. don't know what it is. And Jeffrey Wright's like, all right, fine. <laughs> Go with that ending. It's just like, ah. Uh. And then we get our own actual little additional post ending where he he's, he drives off with um with his brother, with yeah. uh, with Cliff. Um, and uh, he, he gives a little nod to uh, one of the other actors playing a slave. <laughs> That's like the last little like little scene before they literally drive off into the sunset with right. the, the ending he wanted, an ambiguous ending of sorts. We don't know if he's gotten back together with Coraline. We don't know what the actual fallout of 
if there even was an award ceremony or if that was just purely from Monk's screenplay, but you know, that's, that's our ending. We get that <laughs> ambiguous ending, but we get all of our options fleshed out as well, which is kind of nice. Right. I mean, I loved it, it. I loved the ending. I was going to say it was good when the, when the first fade to black came, I'm like, Oh, deeply unsatisfying. Maybe I'm supposed to be deeply unsatisfied. And then that's what the writer wanted. You know, exactly. That's what the artist, and then the artist like, wanted. Yeah. And as soon as we cut to the film set, I'm like, Oh man, we've been watching a movie this whole time that I've been watching a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, this is the book. This is the movie uh, of the movie. Um, yeah, I like it. I like the writing off into the sunset out of the movie, out of the, um, movie production studio. I think that's super cliche mm-hmm. and I love it. Um, yeah, we didn't talk about the music in this, which is fabulous. I mean, he's, his real name is Thelonious. His name is not Monk. And Thelonious Monk's a famous uh, jazz artist. Yeah. And so um, the music that goes through here, I was like, is this Thelonious Monk music? But I looked up afterwards and it's not. There's a female uh, musician who did all the music for it, I think. And it's just, it's perfect backdrop because it's this saxophony, almost Sam Spade. Yeah. It's just this, you know, it's just perfect for, and it fits. If you ask me what his character sounded like, that's what his character sounded like. It sounded like that sex. That's what his family would tell you he sounds like too. (laughs) Why can't we see more of him? I I mean, I really, there's something in my brain and it's been in my brain forever. I don't think it'll ever leave that. Um, the first time I saw him was in the crying game. Uh, he was not in the crying game, but if they're, they're, right? right, correct. Um, he's not in the crying game. He's no, not in the crying that? game. Not at all. But whenever I hear about Jeffrey Wright, my brain goes there for some reason. And I have to think that I must have seen something. What? I know. I must have seen something with him in it at the I time. Like the that crying I saw game. Crying game. No, it has nothing. <laughs> it has it's nothing to do with random. it. Like there's no. no, nothing at all. I just but can't think of who would Jeffrey Wright even be in that movie. Like, the, nobody the i mean there's really nobody like, yeah there's know. only a couple real people in that movie so it's like yeah he wouldn't be either one of the main characters but that's honestly he I... could be the stephen ray character if he had an irish like if he played an irish <laughs> accent i could see him actually being that kid not you know he could he could play that type he could play that type but he he didn't and so that always leads me into his imdb is what my point was is like then i'm like okay you're mm. right i have to keep convincing myself that he's not in that movie so then i go and look and i'm like you know what he really needs to be in more things because i really do enjoy him and he's in I, a lot i feel like he works i mean I, I could always do more of course but i don't know i feel like he's he's in steady, two or three it, things a year yeah but it's not anything like this really showcased him and i really really enjoyed that um, I mean, it yeah, he doesn't get these kind of roles. He doesn't no. lead like this. But how you know when you find a movie like this that is just perfect for the actor, this is a it's just perfect for him. I can't. Oh, it's perfect. I can't imagine anybody else playing this role and me enjoying it as much as I did. I'm and so glad we have this for him because I've liked him in so much. And but like the most quintessential Jeffrey Wright role I could think of was for that stupid, terrible, not terrible, but like really throwaway movie, The Goldfinch from like four or five years ago. Yeah. And he was like, he worked in like a wood making shop or something. Yeah. And that character, I'm like, oh, it's like such a good Jeffrey Wright role. It's too bad this movie is so boring, but like, that's such a good like character for him. And like, yeah. finally, I, like I have a movie where like, 
Like, oh, like, I feel like, um, what was the one? French Dispatch tried to do that, but his yeah. story was like, his story was good, like, okay, but it was just like, oh, like, it, it, nothing, he didn't have a good showcase, and that, this is a good showcase. No, this is a great one, and apparently this is uh, adapted from a book, so there is probably a framework that they had to go by for this. It would be interesting to find out how it, how I wonder it, what the Oscar how it varies from that. Oh, I, I did look look up some on the book. I think on the book there was... I, it, I can't remember. Oh, no. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to even talk because I realize I'm going to conflate some of the information because I was reading about the adaptation for Zone of Interest, and that was changed quite a bit. Oh, and I'm okay. going to forget which was from which book, and I'm going to say things that are <laughs> so wrong. Never so never mind. Don't even, don't even want to try. But there is uh, a I've book, at, people, if you want to look at a book. so I like it. <sighs> I don't know if Jeffrey Wright can win Oscar because it's the competition's too stiff. But um, and I don't feel like this is wide. Like this is not. It's you know, like you said, you you didn't hear from it, hear about it until you came back from your cruise. It had already been at TIFF before that and won. Yeah, you know, People's Choice. So um, I don't know how he beats Paul Giamatti or Killian Murphy is the problem. I don't. Yeah, those the well, yeah, Killian Murphy for sure is too big of a film. So yeah, and then Paul Giamatti. I I, I just I've heard things. I think you know those are the kind of Paul Giamatti. Of... We talked about that in the holdovers that he's pretty Paul Giamatti in that, but this is more. This is better. It's kind of so actually kind of similar because like it Paul is Giamatti, similar, but this is the thing is Paul Giamatti has had other starring roles where you could be like that sideways. That's yeah. a Paul Giamatti guy yes. like that. You could and uh, Jeffrey Wright didn't have not at least for me where I can be like there's other movies where like he's a really good character in that, but like it's not him as the starring guy and it's a perfect like this is a he's the starring he's perfect for the character yeah. and it's just like and it's the funny all around him. Was he in Hunger Games? I didn't watch those films, but I think I so. know, but I feel like he was in Hunger Games, so maybe that's his big friend. No, he's in franchises though. He was in, um, he's in the, the um, James Bonds. He's in, yeah, yeah, Felix. He was Leiter. in the newest Batman. He was Commissioner Gordon. So he's he's in he's in things. Yeah, and but stuff. he's still these characters there. This one's just oh, I just I I can't. I don't think I can highly more highly recommend a movie that I've seen this year. I mean, not even just this year for a while. This That's a been, recommend for American fiction. It's a big recommend for American fiction. Get out there. Would it have made your top five if we had, yeah. if we had seen it before the top five show? Would have knocked yeah. somebody off? Yeah, totally. I just, I well, just I really am. enjoyed it. Better I, than Sisu. Oh, I don't know if it's better than Sisu. Sisu is such a weirdo movie. I don't know if it would have knocked off Sisu. So it's the human, yeah. the human scuba tanks. It's too good. <laughs> I don't even think of that part until you I say think of that it. scene all the time. No, I just think of the time. one where he's like inside the horse or whatever for like the horse five blo- full minutes. <laughs> that movie's <laughs> just one of those movies that like, it, it's it's on it's on the list because you don't see it, and now you you know that's not the kind of movie that people make, and then you're like, oh yeah, they do. So I was, I, when all I can think of is when someone says Sisu is I just think of the river. I think of all the people <laughs> disappearing around that guy in the boat in the river. He's like, oh no, they keep disappearing. <laughs> you see the clouds coming up in the water. Uh, people don't know what we're talking about now. But uh, yes. But you should see Sisu as well. So you should you see, see Sisu. That's a good movie. Yeah. yeah, but I, I would recommend I would recommend American Fiction wholeheartedly. One of the one of the funnier movies I've seen recently where like all the humor works. I see so many like in quotations funny movies where like 
I see the like I get the jokes, but like it's not, and it's like maybe maybe it's like a like like it's I like it's more of like an appreciation of trying more than actually yeah. like you're surprising me and getting getting laughs real real laughs out of me, and this is that this this right. got real laughs out of me, which is just so nice when that it, happens. It was hitting. I have to say that I saw it in a movie theater with five people total. So oh, were they at least enjoying the humor? I'm not sure. I don't, not as much as me. I think I was, I might've heard a chuckle behind me once, but I was the only person like literally laughing out loud at some of the stuff. So I Mm. don't know, you know, it's hard. It's hard to say. We live in different worlds, you and I. Yeah. I was going to say, we probably have a a different, uh, racially diverse uh, audience (laughs) probably too for this film, but no one had to. No one had gotten tickets for this movie, and so I I really honestly thought that I was going to be the only person in the theater. So this has been out for a few weeks too, and I guess I yeah. saw it on a I saw it on a on a weekend, but it was a, it was a daytime show. It was like a noon show, and it was yeah. it was like forty people in there. It's a lot of people, full. Pretty it wasn't good. even the most popular theater by me. It was the it was the not as good one. The less popular. Still. The less good one, and there was even at the beginning controversy because uh, two people showed up pretty much at the end of the credits so a fi- an okay time to show up or not the end of the credits the end of the previews, previews. so like yeah. 20 minutes late where we are it's 25 minutes of previews and, and commercials basically so seven o'clock show is going to start at 7 25 they show up at the 7 23 mark or whatever it was and they are whispering to each other and hear them like i think I've got people in our seats and the, the, the man <sighs> says i think there's people in our seats and the woman says oh if they are they're gonna have to move so they oh, go up man. there, and I hear them arguing. They're arguing for a while. First five minutes of this movie was arguing. I, oh, no. I heard. It wasn't near me, thankfully. I was in, like, the second or third row, and they were arguing probably three rows behind me. It's a five- or six-row theater, so not a big theater. Yeah. So I, I could not hear the details, but I could I could hear. And the, the couple that was there, they disagreed with whatever they were saying, and we're not moving. This is oh. a assigned, assigned seat theater. So the couple that came in just a second ago, they left. I watched them leave, and <sighs> I said, hmm. After hearing that woman's uh, confidence in her voice, like, well, they're going to have to move, <laughs> I have a feeling I have not seen the last of this couple, and I was correct. Oh. Uh, they came back ten minutes later with an usher, uh, which, again, this is, I believe this was, like, an older black couple and another older black couple, and the usher was, like, this doughy, twenty <laughs> early 20s white boy with a little tiny... He's, like, look, a very young, picture, a very young Peter Griffin having to solve... A dispute between two elderly black couples who both thought they deserved to be in this seat. Oh and the movie's God. 15 minutes, 20 minutes in now. The movie was so good that I completely forgot about this interaction until right now. Just now. Like yeah. it didn't even bother my my viewing of it that much because I was I was already laughing along with with the Jeffrey Wright and the he getting yeah. frustrated by Issa Rae's character and oh and, and it's just Sterling <laughs> K. Brown's a rascal. Like I was already forgetting about uh, all of the drama going on a few rows before. What happened me. though? Eventually, it must have gotten settled because when the two of them came back with with young Peter Griffin, they <laughs> I heard talking, I heard mm-hmm. shuffling. Young Peter Griffin left the theater, and both couples did not get up again until the okay. end of the movie. And then I yeah. left before they left because I leave immediately at theaters. I don't I don't stick around. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, they they they've worked it out. I heard shuffling, so someone moved. I don't know who was right and who was wrong. I didn't. I didn't see the first couple either. I only saw them. I saw them briefly when they came in because they came in before me. So that's the only reason I knew it was another elderly black couple. But I did not. I have no details mm-hmm. other than that. It was, Remember the um, days when you could walk into a theater and just sit down. 
Uh, yeah, but I prefer this. I, yeah, not, I not don't... this specific situation, but no. I like being able to show up like with it. You know, if I want to see the previews that day, I'll show up on time. And some days I'm running late, and I just gotta get there right when it's starting. So no previews. So yeah, but I, still I didn't want get my to seat. see previews because I I was late getting to. The... But our previews are uh, two films usually. So not yeah, it's deal. not really the same for you guys. And we'll do no. like I'll do. I'll try to. I'll try not to see previews except for like once a month because I like previews, but they are the same previews. Right. So I, I see them. I try to do like once or twice a month, like a, a weekend show. I'll go see previews, but like, I love previews, if it's an so after work. Next time I'm down there, we're going to have to go see a movie just so I can sit through 20 minutes of previews. That would be exciting for me. Yeah, I said there is. I forget. Yeah, you guys don't. You guys don't, don't do previews. I mean, yeah. they're not. The ones right now are not good is the problem because the spring movies suck they fucking blow they're not good <laughs> nothing good till april probably honestly it's just not looking good but There's all right to recommend the end of the month though um the girl movie the uh, girl movie who's it by it's got beanie Madame i think Web? it's got beanie feldstein in it as like a not a main character but oh i think i know what you're talking about yeah it looks like a it's it's a it's... cohen brother one of the cohen yeah, brothers worked it on it yeah, yeah, yeah. i I got delayed, I think, but um, I hope that's good. It yeah. looks. That's, I saw like one like or two previews for weekend or fourth, fourth weekend of the month, something like that. I saw things for it like a long time ago. So I'm thinking yeah. maybe the writer strike, the, the the strike might have delayed it. Maybe they oh. had like post production breach. Yeah. I don't know. It. I thought it was supposed to come out last year, but yeah, no, maybe, maybe that. Maybe that. Although maybe if they're releasing it now, it's it's bad. So like Argyle, <laughs> which we haven't talked about, and I want to see yeah. Argyle. Oh, you still haven't seen it? I'm good. Well, I no, I can only do one movie a weekend, so. Two recommends for American fiction. Two recommends, and if you have things to recommend to us, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore podhost. And you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Also on YouTube, just look up Films with the Women in My Life and click all the buttons so that you see all the shows. And finally, right now on my Instagram, the one that I said earlier, Brennan underscore podhost, there is our listener tournament of of the 2023 of the year and uh some movies have already been eliminated but if you want to cast your vote there's a matchup posted every day from monday through friday all the way up until i think it's early march i think it's pretty much up to when oscars are so yeah. go vote on instagram brennan underscore pod host just click on the story and you'll see the details all right, right. thank you mama k for being on for american fiction solid so next time this is brennan signing off saying thanks for listening Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.